Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the Josie Show. We are so excited tonight because 11 years later, we are welcoming back to the Josie Show the incredible, multi-talented Katie Cook. And I can't even begin to express my excitement because she was my very first interview way back in 2009 when I was just 14 years old. And she was just the sweetest. She was so patient with me. Um, <laughs> I was very inexperienced. So if you go back into that interview, if you want to have a little uh, laugh at a uh, little 14-year-old Josie, go ahead. <laughs> it's our very first interview. But it was very it was very cool. Um, she's just amazing uh, to give to give you know us kids a chance um, to interview her. I will just be for, forever grateful to her for that. And so stay tuned into the whole show. You do not want to miss a second of it. Um, we are just super super excited. We're we're also going to open up the phone line. So if anyone is interested in calling in to say a hello to Katie Cook. Or you have a question, you can call us at 1646-381-4339. So if you want to if you want to chat it up, call in. <laughs> All right, it looks like our guest is here. Everyone, please welcome to the show, Katie Cook. Hi. Hello, Katie. Hello, Josie. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm fantastic. I mean, you know, we've had a bumpy ride here in Nashville this week, but I'm in good yeah. spirits, and I'm I'm really excited to be back with you. I am so excited to have you here. I know it's just it's been so scary. Um, you know, we're we're not in Nashville, but we have so many musicians and friends out there in Nashville. But I love how everyone is coming together in Nashville. I mean, from volunteers, those who are donating um, their time, donating financially, whatever it may be. Um, I think it's just the coolest thing everyone really is gathering together to help Nashville rebuild itself, which I know it will. Um, so I just, I think that's amazing, but I am so excited to be able to catch up with you tonight. <laughs> I've been looking forward to it. It's been a while. It has, it has. It's been, oh my goodness, like 11 years. I was 14 at the time and you gave us kids, uh, you know, a chance <laughs> and you were very patient. So we appreciated that for sure. Oh, you were great. I love that you were only 14 years old and you already knew what you wanted to do and you weren't afraid to ask. I mean, that's the big thing. You know, people are always like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to book people. I'm like, just ask. The worst thing that can happen is that somebody's going to say no, but you know, you'll kick yourself later if you never asked. So you just put the ask out there and you guys did. And I was like, heck yeah, I would love to talk to you. And, and before we move on, I just want to say you are so right. The Nashville community is really coming Mm -hmm. together and, and that's just what we do here. You know, it's it's turning into a big city, you know, or yeah. at least for those of us that have been here a long time. We think of it still as a small town, and it's really not anymore. It's mm-hmm. growing so fast. But I think the reason right. people want to come here, the reason they're drawn to this town is that community spirit. And mm-hmm. and we just have that. You know, we have each other's backs. And, and you're right. Some people can help in a really big way. Some people are like, I have nothing to give, but I'll put my gloves on, and I'll show up, and I'll help pick up debris. I mean, at all levels right. – you know, as help, it's going on. And, and I'm just, I'm so proud of my community right now. And, and CMT mm-hmm. was actually involved in a telethon tonight, which I couldn't be at because I was at my daughter's school because she, she has a musical going on. And, um, but I was oh. so proud to see CMT immediately hop on board. And, and I'm sure it's, it's not the only thing we'll be doing. We'll be doing a lot and, and the artists are really coming together. So I'm just feeling, 
I'm feeling very sad for my community, but, but very hopeful and very proud at the same time. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and I love what CMT is doing. Um, telethon. I saw I saw some pictures. I saw like Kid Rock donated, and um, so many other incredible artists out there who are doing the same. I think it's just incredible how everyone is really working together. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. We all need each other. It's what we do. That's right. Yes, yes. So, of course, we have so much to talk about because you do everything. You wear many hats, and you do them so well. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> I, I love that about you, uh, and um, so I, first off, I want to start with music, because I love Suncat. I am addicted to your music. You all have a self-titled debut album, and um, it's out, uh, so for everyone who wants to check it out, where can they go to find you and all of the great music? Yeah, well, um, of course, we're on the socials as Suncat yeah. Official, and Suncat is spelled S-U-N, like the sun. But then Kat, mm-hmm. K-A-T, which is short for Katie, um, my nickname for Adam is Sonny. So that's how we came mm-hmm. up with Suncat. He actually came up with it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you just Google us, we're going to pop right up. We've got a website, and we're on, we're on all the places you can stream music and buy music. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Suncat Official on, on all of our socials. And I think it's uh, suncatmusic.com, I believe, is the website. You can tell Adam sets up the technical stuff. I'm like, I'll do Photoshop. <laughs> I'll make videos. I'll be the creative one. And he gets in there and kind of builds the technical stuff. Um, but yeah, we would love people to check it out. I mean, we've, we've, you know, we've been together about six years now as a couple and we were both songwriters, musicians, you know, in our, in our past lives, you know, and, and when we got together, it was just kind of natural to start writing together. And, and then we, you know, kind of out of necessity, we were like, okay, well, let's record a demo of the song. And then we were like, oh, I actually would love singing with you. And even though Mm -hmm. I've been a lead singer in the past and I had a record deal and, and all that, I, I kind of gotten to the point where I was like, oh, maybe I'm more comfortable as a background singer. Maybe I just want to write. I don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to front a band again. I just kind of, mm-hmm. I've been so busy, motherhood, CMT, all kinds of stuff. But there was something about singing with him that made me think, no, I really want to do this again. This, the artist in me has not died. I just kind of needed mm-hmm. a new creative direction and outlet. And it was the same for him. He he's a great singer, but he had gotten to where he was more used to backing people up. You know, he's Tim wow. McGraw's guitar player and played with Big and Rich for years. And yeah, I don't know. There was something about singing together that just made us both go, "No, we're still lead singers. We we absolutely still have this in inside of us." So it's just been a whole new lease on life and music for us. And I'm so glad you like it, Josie. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm addicted. And everyone out there, you have to go and check it out on all the socials. You will not regret it. And I just love how you two, you know, like you said previously, you guys were both into music separately. You both have dabbled into music and done incredible, incredible things. And I love how you all came together. And your tagline actually on the website. I love that. That's so beautiful. (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, that's, totally have it happen it's not like we started dating because we wanted to date another musician or anything like that I mean we, we've been friends for years uh just known each other through you know Nashville's kind of a small music community still despite how many people are here you all you all know each other and and we were always just friends and and then we ended up single around the same time and and started dating and it, if anything we were probably both kind of like oh my gosh dating another you know, music person, uh, will we ever talk about anything else, you know, because 
sometimes you think maybe opposites attract. Um, Mm -hmm. But in our case, I don't know. It was just like, wow, you've been that missing puzzle piece that I I didn't even really realize was missing, you know. Um, It just sparked up something great in us. And we write really easily together. I mean, I don't think songwriting should be a chore, but sometimes – Sometimes you labor over stuff, you know, and there's, I don't know, whenever we have an idea, it just seems to be sort of written an hour later. I just, it's been some of the easiest music making experience in my life. And I'm very, very thankful for him. Oh, and I have to give a shout out. He got an ACM nomination again. I saw that. Congratulations to him. That's amazing. Uh, (laughs) I'm a proud wife over here. Yeah. Guitar player of the year. And, (laughs) I, I, I think it's his either sixth or seventh um, ACM nomination in that category. And, and shout out to the ACMs for, for recognizing, mm-hmm. you know, all the musicians that play on these records. Cause you know, they're kind of the un, un, unsung heroes, <laughs> you know, right. um, they, they often get overlooked. So I just, I love that they get these nominations. It kind of makes people stop and go, Oh yeah. Yeah. There's like a lot of really talented people behind those hit records. <laughs> right. And it's well deserved because I mean he's worked with everyone, literally everyone. I mean he's you know, on like two hundred or so plus probably albums. Um and just done so many incredible things. So it's well deserved. Go get that ACM. <laughs> I know. But, I would love to see him get it. Yeah, like yeah. over thirty number ones and, and he wrote yeah. Faith Hill's uh, number one Mississippi girl, so he's He's a great writer, but hey, while we're on the topic of love, um, I uh-huh. think it's going quite well in your world, too. Yes, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, Matt, Matt's a country singer, and I actually interviewed him on the show, and then he came to the award show, and then, you know, like you, I mean, we weren't really expecting to be with someone who also is in music, but kind of just in that way, you know, when you have something in common, you know, it's just, it works out that way. And so we're both, he's going out on tour here shortly. And so we're kind of still working on, you know, doing that together while he's, you know, he's away and then I'm doing my stuff. So, um, but it's fun. It's interesting. (laughs) He keeps me busy (laughs) for sure. (laughs) He's always doing something. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. That's great. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. It's it's amazing when you uh, have someone who is very supportive of what you do and you can do it together. I mean, there's nothing better than that. And I wanted to also ask for those who have not heard y'all perform before, can you tell us a little bit about the sound you all have together? What kind of what kind of genres do you guys create? Would you say? Well, you know, we um, were both children of the 70s. We were born, you know, back in the old days. Um, but we kind of <laughs> grew up you know, very influenced by like what our parents were listening to around that time, you know, Fleetwood Mac, Led Zeppelin. Um, I came to Nashville when I was only five years old. So I, I kind of grew up on this like 70s, 80s, 90s country. Um, Mm -hmm. Adam is from New Jersey. He was kind of raised more on a diet of, you know, some singer songwriter stuff, but more rock stuff. But then we Mm -hmm. both just really love that real just awesome harmony, you know, like Fleetwood Mac harmonies, uh, Vince Gill, Alison Krauss kind of harmonies. And we're both songwriters, so everything tends to start just on an acoustic guitar and then builds from the harmonies and the melodies. Um, So, I mean, we're not afraid to kind of rock it up a little bit. He's such a phenomenal guitarist. I'm like, baby, do not hold back. Plug that in and get loud and (laughs) go nuts. But everything starts in such a kind of organic manner that we we don't want to load it down too much because 
because we really believe in writing songs that can just sound great, literally just the two of us and his acoustic guitar. So we work really hard to, you know, write these songs that are going to sound great that way. So it's not like we sit there and we're like, okay, we got a drum loop, and then we add some keyboards, and we're, then we wait and see if an idea pops into our head. It's, it's the complete opposite, you know. So it, it really mm-hmm. is kind of that pure singer-songwriter vibe to start with. But, yeah, instrumentation-wise, I mean, again, on the on the not country side, you're going to hear a lot of Fleetwood Mac, tons of Tom Petty. I mean, uh, we both are so such Tom Petty fans. I'm sure you are too. Mm-hmm. I think everybody is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, yeah, we actually wrote a song about missing him so much because our first actual date kind of where we actually like stepped out in public was a Tom Petty concert. So I've loved Tom mm-hmm. Petty for years and years and years, but I'd never seen him live. I have a tendency, I think because I work so much in the industry and I, I go see shows mm-hmm. for my job, that sometimes it doesn't even occur to me to actually just buy a ticket and go be a fan. I know that sounds crazy, but you know, I just, well, I'm at a right. lot of live shows. Yeah. And so sometimes my off days are like, I'm just home, you know, I'm just being a mom or watching TV or, yeah, exactly. or drawing or whatever, you know? And so I have a really bad habit of not going to see concerts. And, and he asked me one time, he's like, well, you know, you love Petty just like I do. How many times have you seen him? I'm like, I've never seen him. He's like, I'm changing that right now. And so, <laughs> so it was a real romantic thing for us. And we got to see him twice before he passed away. And um, anyway, sorry, I'm going off on a whole Tom Petty tangent, but he means so much to us. And I think people will hear a lot of Mike Campbell's guitar playing and, and Tom Petty's kind of just writer and melody mm-hmm. and lyric approach. John Prine is one of my dad's best friends. So I kind of grew up watching his career and I, I love his, his lyrical style and um, oh, I guess there's a lot in there that was kind of a long answer I'm sorry I, it kind of opens no. up my brain when people are like what do you sound like I'm like how much time do you have All right <laughs> I love it I love it and and the song I miss Tom Petty we actually have that so I'm excited for people out there listening to hear it right now so let's play it and we'll be right back okay stay with us everyone okay. we'll be right back with more from Katie Cook here we go Sun was always shining. We were never growing old. We were too busy flying. So many miles. You were there for the smile. Could always count on you when things got heavy. I miss Tom Petty What's a dream without a friend Sitting right beside you You write the book but not the end You just hope the good parts come true So many miles There for the smile Could always count on you When things got heavy I miss Tom Petty I miss Tom Petty 
It was like we we had to do it for us. It was therapy, and we had we just had a couple players on it. Um, and the bass player is David Santos, a good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And what we what we didn't know is that David is friends with Steve Ferroni, who has been mm-hmm. who was Tom Petty's drummer for like 25 years. He replaced Stan oh, wow. Lynch, and so he was a heartbreaker for 25 years. And mm-hmm. um. David just reached out to Steve Ferroni one day and was like, hey, I played on this track called I'm Miss Tom Petty. Well, Steve mm-hmm. Ferroni has his own radio show on Tom Petty Radio. And he said, well, I, I want to hear the song. Maybe I could play it. And we were just like, what is happening right now? We weren't even sure if we would ever put it out. It, it was kind of sacred to us, and we didn't want anyone to think mm-hmm. we were being cheesy and like certainly not capitalizing on Tom. It was just you, you write about what's on your mind, and when your heart is heavy, you write. You know, and so it's kind of where the song came from, but we were scared it wouldn't be interpreted that way. So we're like, okay, we'll we'll send it to him, but you know, if he thinks it's weird, you know, we'll just drop it. But he loved it, and he he called us and he said, hey, I want to play this on my Christmas show. I'm going to kind of finish out the year with it. And we were like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, okay. (laughs) And we were freaking out about it because we just didn't know what people would think. And anyway, he did play it. It was like the last song of his. Christmas episode at the very end of the year. I guess it's been it's been two years ago now. Um, and uh, yeah, he uh, well, yeah, it was it would have been a year this last Christmas. And um, he said, and I dedicate this to my fellow heartbreakers. You know, it's a song that really sums up how I feel. And so, of course, we're like we, you know, we're bursting into tears as we're hearing this on the radio. I right, and I would too. I mean, we were just like it. It just was such a good, because, you know, when you write music, you just want people to feel something. You you know, if they're mm-hmm. sad, you want to let them know, I feel the way you feel, if, if, or you want to uplift them. You know, it's like you just, you want to connect with people emotionally. And the fact that he connected with the song and, and liked it enough to play for Petty fans kind of blew us away. And some of the TP Nation, Tom Petty Nation on Facebook, I guess some of those people heard it and spread the word. And they ended up having us down to the uh, Tom Petty birthday bash in Gainesville, Florida. Of course, Tom was from Gainesville. So we went and played that last October and got to meet even more Petty fans, which just feel like family to us now. So um, there was one guy, Matt, in particular. I'll leave his last name off in case he wouldn't want to be called out, but he really, (laughs) really did a great job spreading the word. He liked the song and he just, you know, he spread the word and God bless him. We, We just know even more Petty fans now. So music, you know, it sounds kind of cliche and cheesy, but it, it is supposed to heal and bring people together, and and I think we hopefully did a little bit of that with that song. So thank you for playing it. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for sending it our way. I absolutely love it, and my dad does too. He's a huge Tom Petty fan, so when he was listening to the song, he was like, yes, they're part of the club. I like it. I like them. 
<laughs> Yay! <laughs> <He's good. laughs> That's amazing. Oh, so, so, so good. And we do have another song that we're going to play called Alive for You. Before we play it, can you tell us a little bit about your inspiration behind this song? Yeah, definitely. Um, this is another one that Adam and I sort of trade off lead vocals. You know, there's a lot that I, I play on. But it's funny. I think I think he prefers some of the ones I sing on lead, and I tend to prefer the ones that he sings on. But this is one, It's I'll tell you very quickly. It's a funny story. He came to me one night. I was in my office, and I don't know. We have a house where he can go down in the basement to the studio, and I can be upstairs in the office. And we can be home all day together, but we're just doing two mm-hmm. different things. And it was yeah. actually getting kind of late at night, and I was just trying to work on my computer. And he came in. He was in the best mood. He had the guitar in his hand. He's like, hey, I got this great idea. And he starts singing, I'm alive for you. And I was like, okay, that's really cute, but I'm really in the middle of something, and I can't help you with that right now. <laughs> and I felt terrible. He was kind of like, okay, fine. And he just went ahead and went to bed, and I was up late. I don't know what I was doing. Um, but all of a sudden, I was kind of like, you know, that is a good melody. And all these mm-hmm. ideas. Actually, you know what? That's not that's not true. It was the next morning I woke up early. He was still in bed. That's right. Um, and I, I started singing his melody back. And I was like, yeah, that's really good. And, like, all these lyric mm-hmm. ideas came to me, like, out of nowhere. It was like my hand couldn't move fast enough. Well, he's still asleep, okay, Josie? So I'm, like, yeah. I'm just scribbling away. I've got all these ideas. And I'm like, I can't wait for him to wake up. I can't wait for him to wake up. Well, like two hours go by and he still hasn't woken up. I finally get frustrated and I run in the bedroom and I like, I like pounce on him with this like piece of paper that I've printed out. I'm like, here's the lyric. Oh He's goodness. like, what are you talking about? I haven't even had coffee yet. And I was like, I know I didn't have time for your idea last night, but I have time for it now. And I think it's great. So mm-hmm. he gets up, he's like, pours a cup of coffee. He looks at it and mm-hmm. he's kind of looking at it. He doesn't say anything. He goes downstairs and like another hour goes by and he hasn't said anything. So at this point I'm like crushed. I'm like, okay, he must hate everything I've just written. I poured my heart into this, you know? Yeah. And finally, he comes back upstairs, and he says, they're amazing. Let's record it. Like, like he's like, I love it all. And I was like, what? Are you serious? And so we just, <laughs> again, we decided to keep this one simple and just really kind of force people to listen to the lyrics. And um, I'm so proud of how it turned out. It's a hard one for me to sing. It's kind of in a hard key for me, but I think he sounds amazing on it. So that's the story behind Alive for You. That is so neat. I love I love how you could actually get music out of just the simplest of conversations, even out of nowhere. I mean, he could just be, you know, trying to be romantic <laughs> and, and you could just start, oh, you could just start writing just beautiful lyrics. And that's how Alive for You came about. And I love it. So let's play it right now. And we'll be right back in just a moment with more from Katie Cook. So here we go. Play it. <laughs> Slowly digging my grave. With a teaspoon The sad and lonely clown Lost his balloon He came along and rescued me From playing the fool What can I do? I'm alive for you I'm alive for you Hey pretty baby I'm alive for you 
really, really famous. That's my mm-hmm. comfort level because I'm like, they're famous because they're good at this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and the conversation, yeah, the conversation's going to flow. So I do mm-hmm. get nervous and it tends to be more over technical stuff. Um, and, you know, is, is the equi- is the light going to blow out in the middle of an interview or, you know, suddenly we're going to have an issue with the microphone, you know, sometimes the audio goes down mm-hmm. or if you're live, you know, is something going to go kind of wonky. So that kind of thing will still give me the jitters. And, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't really say I get nervous with new artists. It's more that they can throw me off their game or my game if, if they're just not very good at talking. Cause you know, it, it, it isn't that easy to be interviewed. I can ask other people questions all day long, but you know, sometimes when I'm being interviewed myself, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know what to say. So, I mean, I get it. I get how artists can yeah. stumble. But that kind of thing, I'm like, oh, great. How is this going to go? But I think in general at this point, you know, unless somebody really is brand new, I've probably talked to them so many times in their career already that there's kind of a rapport there. And, you know, I always just try to remind myself, you're just having a conversation, you know. And so I exactly. try to keep that in mind. and keep it relaxed yes they put on their pants one leg at a time <laughs> like yeah, exactly they probably woke up today and thought oh I hope I have good answers for Katie just like I woke up and when I hope I have good questions for Reba or Dolly or Blake or whoever it's going to be you know um so yeah I think we're all in the same boat we're all just trying to help each other get along <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure I love that. I love that. Um, and, and then when you get those interviews where you just get like a yes or no answer, you're like, ah, I don't know how to, <laughs> I should just move well, on. That, I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it really throws you off your game. Like some people just stop so short, you know, like you think, okay, I'm going to ask this question. They're going to give me a 30 second answer and they give you a two second mm-hmm. answer and they stare at you and you're like, uh, 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 okay, okay. Okay. And you look back down at your list. Like what else did I want to ask him? That that kind of thing can rattle you. So I've actually been doing some media training with a lot of new artists, just trying to get them ready, you know, for what's expected of them. And, and you know, that's one of the main things I, I say to them is like, just, just be a little gentle. Just don't stop too short. Don't give one word answers. Nobody's good at, you know, coming back from that. <laughs> no, right. Even the most seasoned interviewer, you can see them struggle like on the news and stuff when they have people on and yeah. they get these one word answers. You're like, oh, I feel so bad for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> right you're like oh I, I get it I get it I understand oh that's too funny but yeah I love I love that you're also you're teaching people you know how to do interviews because it's hard I mean it's not something that you especially as a new artist you're not taught how to do it you know you're just kind of like a deer in headlights at sometimes sometimes and you're like I don't know exactly how to answer this question or you know I don't know what to do so I think it's great that you're you know kind of showing what you know interviewers may ask <laughs> you know well, yeah, I mean, and the main thing is that they just need to understand what a journalist's job is. And and I think journalists are at their best when they have some understanding of what it's like to be on the other side of it, too. I think if we could all do each other's jobs for, like, one day, you know, like, wouldn't the world yeah. just run in such a smoother fashion? Um, because what I, what I hate to see is when somebody is so incredibly talented, but they're just not getting their break. They're not connecting with anybody. And it's it's because they really don't know how to do all the other little parts of it, which, you know, let's face it, if you just want to sing for a living, you think, well, why do I have to be great at doing interviews? Why do I have to know what clothes to wear or be good at doing my hair and makeup? You know, isn't there someone else to do all that? But, you know, personality is a big part of it. And if you don't, if you know that you're not strong in that area, then you need to be taught how to at least 
do okay. <laughs> that shouldn't yeah. hold you back. If you, if you have huge yeah. musical talent, you shouldn't be held back by just not knowing what to expect in interviews. So I've been, I've just been trying to help people because I, you know, I, I you can't know everything. You know, you can't just go into this job and nail every part of it. You're going to need help somewhere along the way. Oh yeah, it's all it's all a learning experience. But I think that's I think that's very very cool. And so switching gears here for a moment to a gear that I really love because I'm all things paranormal. <laughs> you know, this is coming because I am obsessed. I love that you love all things paranormal. I am into. I mean. It all. I'm, I'm talking cryptids. I'm talking <laughs> aliens. I'm talking all of it. Uh, so this is very exciting because you have a podcast, Wide Open Wonders, and you cover everything and you bring on experts. You, you know, just it's the coolest thing ever. How did you how did you get started in the paranormal? I mean, did you have an experience that you were like, hey, I would like to learn more? How did this start? Yeah, well, and I'm so glad you're into it too. You're you're one of us yeah. woo woo people. I call it the woo woo. Yeah. Um, I don't ever remember not being interested in it. Um, I you know I think I saw Close Encounters, you know, the movie when I God I wasn't even how old was I? I was a little bitty. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember being really fascinated. Uh, and of course, I grew up on Star Wars and Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was such a big thing when I was growing up. Well, I guess it still is. Um, I really, truly don't ever remember not being interested in it. And, you know, I, I've had some extremely strange experiences. And I, I think while mm-hmm. my kids are still young, I'm going to kind of hold off on talking about some of it just because I don't want to freak them out. I don't want them to think like, oh, right. you know, I don't need to be under the same roof with mom. She's a weirdo. She draws <laughs> in the weird stuff. But, you know, I think uh-huh. most people, honestly, most people on the planet have had something they can't explain, even if it was mm-hmm. just a glimpse of a, a relative that had passed on or a moment of thinking they heard something, but nobody was there. I mean, you know, most people have come in contact with, you know, mm-hmm. the veil being thin for a moment, you know, glimpsing the other side, if you will. Um, and I just think I've had more than my fair share. I'll put it that way. And right. I think once, once you've been exposed to something, I mean, once you, you know, I don't want to say once you know the truth, I'm sure there are plenty of people that might be listening going, well, how do you know it's true? I can only say once you've seen something with your own eyes, I mean, how are you going to walk through life denying that it's real? And I think it's okay for people to be a skeptic. I don't think you have to be a nasty skeptic. I think if you haven't Mm -hmm. had an experience, it's okay to wonder if it's real. It's okay to say, oh, I'm I'm not sure I buy into the idea that aliens are real or that ghosts are real. That's fine, but you don't have to attack people. Um, for mm-hmm. having the experience, because although we know there are people in this world that for whatever reason want to perpetuate a hoax, I mean, they do exist, but the majority of people that have had experiences that are willing to come forward and talk about it, you know, so very often you can ask any, you know, UFO investigator or paranormal investigator, you know, mm-hmm. so very often these people are like, but don't use my name, but don't show my face, but I just need to tell you my story because it's crazy, but don't even tell my spouse. Like you get that a lot. Right, People like right. really not even want it. They don't want their coworkers to know. They don't want their employer to know, you know, they mm-hmm. just have to get it off their chest. And I'm, that right there just tells me, why would they bother? Why would they bother making up, you know, these seeing the strange lights in the sky or whatever? Um, exactly. I know from my own experiences I, I know that the paranormal is a, a very big 
term. Of course, it encompasses a lot. I don't want to just say I know the paranormal is real, um, but you know what mm-hmm. I'm getting at. I mean, there's there's so much right. more to this reality than mm-hmm. most people are told, and and I'm okay with that. I I had an interview recently with Paul Hynek, who's the son of J. Allen Hynek, who of course headed up yeah. um, Project Blue Book. You know, it's the big popular show now. And mm-hmm. Paul was talking about this quote he had seen, and that was, um, I'd rather have questions I can't answer than answers I can't question. And I, yes. that meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. I love that. I thought, God, if anything, I would like tattoo that on my arm. I think we should be able to question <laughs> our reality when, it, when our reality seems to slip for a moment and all of a sudden we are staring at a ghost or, a, mm-hmm. you know, a non-human intelligence, or we're seeing something in the sky that we don't <laughs> yeah. think could possibly be ours. We should mm-hmm. be able to talk about that without being ridiculed, don't you think? I do. I do. I mean, like like you said about, you know, it's it's okay to be a skeptic, but at least, you know, I mean, you don't have to, you know, belittle or, or be rude to those who do believe it or have experienced it. You could just be like, hey, you know, okay, I, I haven't seen it, I haven't experienced it, you know, but, um, but I, I, I think, I think that we all have, um, like you said, I, I think we all have had some kind of experience, even if it's a mild one, something that maybe you kind of are just like, ah, that was strange, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah. but I think, I think, <laughs> I think, I think everyone has experienced something um, in their lives, and I think it's so cool that you talk to all of these great um, guests. I've seen, I've, I've heard that interview and it was so good. It's so good. Y'all have to check it out. You have to. Oh, and it's thank just, you. It's just so interesting. You're welcome. It's just so interesting. I love how you are not afraid to like ask questions and just get deep, deep in there <laughs> to find out well, you know, I, more information. Yeah. I'm ready to go a lot deeper. I kind of, I didn't mm-hmm. want to freak people out right away. I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to just kind of take my time with this and let it build really slowly, and, and hopefully mm-hmm. people will come along. I didn't want to, excuse the pun, I didn't want to alienate anybody right off the bat yeah. and, like, you know, go so kind of, because, you know, it can be a deep dive. You can kind of go off the deep end with yeah. this topic, and I've trust me, I've done it for years. I've, I've put the mm-hmm. time in with the books and seeing all the different lectures, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of this never-ending place that you can go into, but... But I've realized yeah. there might be some people that will take a chance and listen to it that maybe have just been following me on CMT for years, and, and mm-hmm. some will be ready to dive in deep, and they might even get frustrated that I'm not going deeper. But I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people, too, that might be like, yeah, I still don't know about this subject. And I don't, I don't want to leave those people out. I kind of want to pull everybody along on this fun journey with me. So I want to cover a lot of different things. That's why I called it Wide Open Wonders. Um, my passion is ufology. And it always mm-hmm. has been. It always will be. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind we're being visited. I know we are. Um, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean I have all the answers. I don't know what is our aircraft. I don't know what is not ours. I don't know if it's literally coming here from far away or blinking in and out of different dimensions. I don't know if it's all of the above. You know, um, right. I'm searching for answers just like everybody else, and I'm trying to stay really open-minded. But along the way, you can't help but meet people that are like, well, I really did see a Bigfoot, you know, or I Mm -hmm. really am telepathic, or I really know how to bend a spoon just by looking at it. I mean, you you run into Mm -hmm. all kinds of interesting things once you are open to this genre, if you will. And so I thought, you know, how do I know it isn't all tied together? 
And the more I can be open, I think the more I will learn. And if I if I truly am a seeker and I, I want to educate myself on this, I shouldn't say, okay, I believe in aliens, but I don't believe in Bigfoot. I, I don't want to do that. I want to be open to all things paranormal. Yeah. And I think it's okay to use that phrase to encompass it all because it just means, you know, outside of the norm. Um, but I'm going to be doing a lot more work. Uh, I'm, I've uh, been okay. teaming up with MUFON, Mutual mm-hmm. UFO Network, um, on mm-hmm. some things. I'm going to be emceeing their symposium this summer out in Las Vegas. And, and we're working on some ideas to have me uh, included in some MUFON TV segments. Um, and I'm hoping to become a proper MUFON field investigator. My dear friend, Angelia Shear. Mm-hmm. Uh, was actually named MUFON Investigator of the Year last year. She's a dear friend of mine um, here in Tennessee, and we're going to be doing some work together, some investigating together. She's kind of taken me under her wing. And, and getting back to the skeptic thing, you know, she she always mm-hmm. says, well, you know, it, it's fine to be a skeptic until it happens to you, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and exactly. She's right. Mm-hmm. If there's anybody listening that's like, yeah, I just don't know about that stuff, hey, that's okay. But if it happens to mm-hmm. you, just know mm-hmm. there are plenty of people that are willing to listen to you and hear your story when when the time comes if you need it. <laughs> absolutely, so I have to absolutely. Ask you, yeah. Are you just interested in this because you're just naturally curious, or have you had some interesting experiences? I have had an experience when I was when I was ten years old. I saw who I didn't even know who it was, but I saw in my mirror my grandmother, and she actually showed up to me in this in a wedding dress and I was wondering, well, not a wedding dress, but in a dress where you would wear at a wedding. And my mom's like, you know, I described her what she looked like. And my mom's like, hold on a second. Can I show you a, like a photo or something? And so she showed me this photo and she was like, is this what she looked like? And it was her grandmother in the same outfit she wore at my mom's wedding. And it was the oh craziest like aha moment. And, you know, we were both crying. I was, I was freaked out, but I was crying. And, you know, it was just an incredible, it was just an incredible moment for me. And from there on out, I was like, there has to be something out there. I mean, I, you know, there's something out there. And so I've always been, you know, one of those people who research (laughs) and have, you know, an open mind. So I start, you know, watching things, reading um, books and listening to podcasts, like Wide Open Wonders (laughs) and trying to like really learn more about the uh about the uh, topic and that's why i think i love your podcast so so much oh. and I, i'm excited i'm excited to hear more i need more <laughs> well i and you know what my goal mm-hmm. was to put out at least a couple a month you know i'm so busy with so many different things and and i was like okay i really have no business even doing this because i don't have time but i love mm-hmm. it and it's and it's just a conversation i find i'm naturally having with people all the time i thought well, God, you know, I've got interview skills. Why in the world am I not, you know, putting it to work in this field? So mm-hmm. my goal, again, is hopefully to be able to do a couple of months, but I, I have failed miserably the last couple of months. Um, I do have mm-hmm. one with Jim Penniston, who's famous from the Rendlesham Forest case um, in mm-hmm. 1980. Um, I I have mm-hmm. one with him that's uh, actually pretty much ready to go. I just need to get it out there. Um so, yeah, I've, and I've got a few great mm-hmm. ones in the can, including James Fox. Uh, he's a movie mm-hmm. director who's got um, a movie called The Phenomenon coming out this summer. I've got an interview with him and Kathleen Marden with uh, the MUFON Experiencer Research Group. Um, 
So, yeah, I've got some great ones in the can. Uh, Dr. Ling Katai from the Phoenix Lights uh, documentary. I just I just got to get them edited. Oh, and that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. So people can listen to them, um, you know, Stitcher, iHeart, um, mm-hmm. iTunes. But I also take the time. The reason I – yeah, yeah there, I, I – um, I put them on YouTube. I, I, I want wherever possible for there to always be a YouTube, you know, video um, for people to see. I want people to see the people I'm talking to. And so I actually spend a ton of time editing them. And I don't know, maybe that was a little lofty of me to go for that because it's really time consuming. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's all just me. I don't, I've had a couple people try to help and we haven't quite figured out how to, all right, you edit this bit, I edit that, but I, I don't quite have that figured out. So I've, I've kind of put a lot on my own shoulders and um, which is typical with myself. I'm always like, why am I so tired? Oh yeah. I did it all to myself. I like take on too much, but, but I do hope people will check it out on on YouTube wherever possible. I love that. Check it out, everyone. You will not regret it. I mean, it's very interesting. I mean, even if you're a skeptic, just, you know, listen to it because it might, it might just, you know, it's entertaining. It's interesting. And um, you may learn, you may learn something. (laughs) You never know. So please check out all over the place. And the website is actually wideopenwonders.com. So check it out. I promise you will love it. And I have to ask, um, because I'm just curious, if you were asked to go on maybe uh, ghost hunts or UFO sighting type situations, like, okay, don't laugh at me, y'all, but, like, I love ghost adventures. (laughs) I I know. Everybody does. I know. So if if you were asked to go on, like, a show like that or, or even just on YouTube, like, on your YouTube channel to do investigations, you know, for to try to get EVPs or try to get whatever, would yeah. you be interested in going that route? Oh, absolutely. In fact, to be honest with you, I'm working on something along those lines right now because I've been doing ghost hunting for a while and it's kind of branching mm-hmm. out into, you know, a more expansive kind of investigation. And that's part of why I want to become a MUFON field investigator because I really want mm-hmm. to understand more how to scan the skies, not just go into a home um, but yeah, I actually was just on a great ghost hunt like a month ago. It was amazing. Got some good footage from it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and I've I've gotten some pretty decent EVPs uh, a couple of times. So I would absolutely consider doing that. And I'm I'm trying mm-hmm. to bring that ab- about more and more in my life. But I love it. I mean. You know, mm-hmm. ghost hunting, you can spend eight hours in a place and you might only get 10 minutes of activity, but that 10 minutes of activity is, I mean, it's mind blowing. It's another yeah. thing that's time consuming, of course, because you, you've probably done it. You probably know if you have, you know, mm-hmm. eight hours worth of recording, you've got to sit and listen back very, very closely to eight hours of recording. <laughs> You're not going to sit yeah. and do that for eight hours. You might spend three weeks listening to it, you know, because you you got to stop mm-hmm. and rest your ears. And so it's a lot, you know, um, it's a lot to take on, but man, I just love it. And, and we've gotten some really good results. It's another thing, actually, my friend, Angelia Shear that I mentioned, we are working on a concept now for a show. Um, Cause I just think it would be so fun. That'd be so much fun. You got a viewer in me. I would definitely watch <laughs> anything. You're anything so you do, you, do you have any <laughs> ghost hunting equipment or anything? I don't. I want to, though. I'm so lame. I really want to. <laughs> Very badly. You should, um, you yeah. should totally get some. Try. 
Yes, that would be amazing. I mean, we could talk about this for like, we could have a whole separate show about this, y'all. I'm sorry, but I love this kind of stuff. Um, but before, before we end this topic, I do want to mention that um, you have really cool paintings that I fell in love with, uh, Alienated. I should say, by Katie Cook, Alienated by Katie Cook. And you have the coolest paintings ever. Are you going to, like, continue to, like, sell those? And I think you have some on Etsy. Yeah, you know, I did. God, you're so good. Mm -hmm. You do your research. You know, somebody Mm -hmm. said you absolutely have to make an Etsy store. And I I put it up, and then I've been so busy. I haven't painted anymore. And I got talked out of a few of them. Like, friends really, really wanted them. Um, mm-hmm. And I've I've done a lot to just give to people for like birthday presents. They'll kind of commission me like, mm-hmm. you know, will you make this for me and it'll just be a present. And so, yeah, I would love, love, love to do more. My goal is actually to have some originals to take out to Vegas with me this summer for the MUFON Symposium. I'm going to have a booth there and I'd love to be able to sell some originals. Um, but again, it's really time consuming and mm-hmm. I, I just wish – you know, everybody has fantasies about winning the lottery. I always think, what would I do if I won the lottery? I'm like, well, besides give most of it away, because I have so many charities mm-hmm. that I want to help, I would probably yeah. be like, Monday's painting day, Tuesday is writing day, you know, Wednesday <laughs> yeah. is a ghost hunt day, you know, like I would love yeah. to just find each day of the week to do all this fun stuff. And painting is mm-hmm. very high on the list because I adore it. And I, I do originals. I mean, I start with blank canvases a lot of the time, but one of my mm-hmm. really fun things that I do and that's where the alienated name came from is I like mm-hmm. to go like thrift shopping and find these kind of junky old 70s mass produced like landscapes and stuff and then I'll paint mm-hmm. into them UFOs and aliens and cryptids and I spend a lot of time trying to kind of match the original artist so it kind of looks like it was there all along um mm-hmm. And it's just so fun, and I just want to do tons of them. But I'm I'm really glad you checked that out. And I, yeah, I mean, I guess I would like to sell them, but I don't. How do you price art? I really don't even know how to go about yeah. that. Yeah, it's true. It's difficult. I mean, because it takes so much time. It's like your baby, <laughs> you know. After all the time you're finally finished, you probably just want to like keep it and just enjoy it for yourself. But you're so good. I love them. Oh, you're sweet. Well, I, I love doing them, and, and I, I do have them hanging all over the house. What I might do is get with one of those kind of companies where you submit your artwork, and then they they can make it on bedspreads or mouse pads yes. or T-shirts. You know, like there's all kinds of those print-on-demand companies out there, and I thought, well, maybe that's how I should go about it. Just do like five or six originals and submit it, and then if people like stuff, mm-hmm. I can go, hey, you can go to this website and order whatever you want. So maybe I should consider that. <laughs> yes. When you have time, girl, cause you're like, <laughs> you're always doing some, and, um, but yeah, it's just so good. It's so, so good. <laughs> I'm trying Amazing. to, I'm trying to get back to working on my children's books too. Cause I put out a, yeah. a trilogy of young readers books and, and I actually want to tweak a couple things there. Um, so that that's another tr- thing that I'm just trying to work into the schedule right now, but I don't know what's wrong with me. Why can't I just focus on one thing and, and do that? <laughs> I don't know. You want to, you want to dabble into everything. You want to do everything. I get it. I totally get it. And your and your uh, series of, of children books, little big Benny, they're so cute. You guys have to check them out. If you got little ones out there in the house, you got to check it out. Okay. By Katie Cook. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> you 
sweet. I love you. You're, you're good. You should be my manager. Like, <laughs> I got you. I got you, girl. I got you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I want to really quick before we go, I don't want to take too much of your time here, but I do want to say, uh, Cody Murphy, who we love from weekdays with Murph. He wanted to say a big hello to you. Oh, I love Cody. I just, I'm so proud of him. He is somebody just like you. He is following his dream. He's not afraid to ask. And the most beautiful thing, this is something you both have going for you, is you're so supportive of people and and musicians. And you both have such good energy. Cody's just a great guy. I finally got to meet him um, when he came to Nashville. He needs to come back to Nashville and visit again. Um, but he's yeah. a sweetheart, and I, mm-hmm. I'm really proud of him. He's he's kicking butt. He is, and he's like he said, he's so supportive. Like he'll like send the cutest like messages uh, on Instagram or whatever. Just like they're just so motivational. You're like, okay, Cody, I got you. I will do it for you because you're just so it's so <laughs> motivating. You know, it's just a sweet. I know. And- <laughs> I talked to him the other day, we, you know, I was on his show and he was like, we were talking about, you know, the whole equal play for women thing and, and, you know, yeah. CMT's really getting behind that. Leslie Fram, God bless her. I love her. Um, and, and he was like, well, what, what can we do, you know, as listeners, you know, and, and what can I do to help? I'm like, dude, I don't know if you can do anymore. Like every single day on your socials, you're posting about artists that you love and, and especially yeah. supportive of female artists. I'm like, if everybody put in the time that you put in, no artist in this world would go unloved. So, you know, right. he's, he's just got that that good energy, and and that's something you both have in common. And and I I'm very very thankful to be in your world and get time with either one of you. Oh well, thank you, and thank you, Cody, for listening. Uh, it was so a good interview. It's such it was such a good interview too. I heard I heard the whole thing, and I was like Instagramming Cody. I was like, okay, you are hilarious. This is so good. <laughs> It was amazing. <laughs> He's the best. Oh, well, I want to thank you so, so much for coming on the show and chatting with me. And please come back anytime. I love chatting with you of all things in your world. I mean, you do so much, and I'm a big supporter of everything that you do. And you're really, I have to say, you are a role model to me. I mean, just everything that you do, I would love to, you know, help out artists, um, you know, even just half the amount of that you do. I mean, it's just incredible. So keep up the amazing work. And I'm a fan. I'm a fan, girl. <laughs> well, I'm a fan of you, Josie. You're a class act, and I'm I'm happy to be on your show anytime. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. I will talk with you real soon. Katie Cook, everyone. Well, we love you. <laughs> we love you. Bye. Bye. Katie Cook, everyone, please make sure you check out everything that she has to offer. Uh, Check out her great duo with her husband, Adam Schoenfield. You can check that out, Suncat, suncatmusic.com. Check out CMT's Hot 20 Countdown, her great podcast, Wide Open Wonders. She is an author. She is a painter. I mean, she does it all. So follow along the Katie Cook train. Choo-choo. You will not regret it. a worthy applause that is a worthy applause (laughs) y'all oh well thank you all so much for tuning in tonight i truly appreciate it and another big thank you to the incredible katie cook for joining me uh tonight 
it was such a thrill to be able to chat with her again. It's been a while. It's been ugh, 11 years. My gosh, crazy how time flies. But it was so much fun. And next week on the Josie Show, we have the incredible Kara Richardson Whitley, who is the author of Gorge, who is actually – which is actually going to be a movie. Amazon Studios picked it up. Chrissy Metz is going to be producing it. So we're very excited to have Ron to talk about her journey um, up Kilimanjaro, which is a huge, I mean, many do not succeed, but she actually succeeded climbing this mountain at 300 pounds. So we're going to talk about all of that and more with Kara. So stay tuned for our next show. We're here Thursday, every Thursday <laughs> at 7 o'clock p.m., Central Standard Time at JosieShow.com. Uh, if you can't if you can't tune in to, uh, to a live show, you can always tune us in at iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, tune in iTunes. We're all over the place, so please check us out. Love y'all, and I hope you guys have a great night. And remember, sometimes you have to make the hard decisions to follow your dreams, but remember to give it all you got. Make great friends along the way and enjoy the whole journey. Good night, everyone. Mwah!